This is CryptoCore Radio, discussing the ideas, people, and projects building the new digital economy. Get the latest on blockchain technology and cryptocurrency updates with your host, Loops. Hello and welcome to Crypto Core Radio. This is Lutz coming to you live. Uh, it is Friday night. I know I should be at the clubs, but uh, I don't know. I, 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 there's this project that, you know, they, they really look pretty cool. I mean, it looks like an, a, a replacement for something like Ethereum. Uh, they've been working on it for one year. Uh, I personally do not do interviews with coins anymore that are too speculative. Um, I've been burned too many times, so whenever I have a, g- a good show to do, I come on. I don't care if it's one week or three months. It, that it, you should you should respect that. That should be appreciated because I'm. I, if I have something cool to show you, I'm going to show you. If I don't, then that's it. I mean, you know my SoundCloud where it is. Whenever you want, you come check it out. Uh, you know, I do this for fun. Uh, today we have a, a coin called Raptorium. Uh, Raptorium is really interesting. I I saw the Bitcoin talk last year, and it, it didn't look like it was going anywhere. But then all of a sudden, it went somewhere. So um, it's Raptorium.com, R-A-P-T-O-R-E-U-M.com. And it's got, it's got, it, it's kind of like a platform. It, it, it's not really 100% for privacy. It's more for, it looks like a platform uh, for assets, kind of like NXT and Waves and uh, Ethereum, you know, something like that. Uh, so today I, int- I invited uh, Big Piggy. He's, part, he's a member of uh, the Raptorium team. Um, and he's on with us now. Welcome to the show, Big Piggy. Um, Are you anonymous? Nah. Anonymous. I'm David Morris, and I've been in crypto record. Yeah, ten close to ten years. Um, okay. I've not been very active since I hopped on the uh, prior to hopping on the Raptorium. Burned very very badly. Of where I put a lot of development work into what turned out. To be a scam coin. Hey, welcome um, to my world, bro. I, I, that's why I don't. That, that's why I don't that, do that, interviews. That kind of shut me up. Uh, in code, and I've got a few thousand hours of my life I'd like back, but it is <laughs> what it is. And yeah, yeah. We, we've all been there, brother. We got. I got to Bali. Um, and after we got talking, yeah, this kind of just happened. Uh, and the Raptorium. You, you, you know what? You, 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 hold on, hold on, Big Pig. Yeah, you're cutting out a lot. Uh, are you using push to talk? By any chance? Nope. Using voice activated? Nope. Try, try setting it up for push to talk and press the button. Because I don't think it's picking your voice up in time. Okay. Just I think it's cutting you out. And as we wait, fellas, uh, 
RTM is okay. pretty cool. <clears throat> How does that sound now in comparison? Yep. Yep. Sounds good. Excellent. Okay. Uh, thing, um, Charlie idea um, got me dragged in and we took it from there. Um, Charlie is systems administrator who quite a few things. Um, my background is general development, Ruby on rails of all things. Oh, old school. <laughs> By crypto standards, it can make you feel old occasionally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. What else is there to say about it? Uh, a very, very solid team. Uh, Legion is one of the best security. Oh, yeah, yeah. Legion, that, that was his name. I was telling people about him earlier. Legion is really amazing. He, he knows how to do almost everything. I mean, you ask him and he knows how to do it. He's amazing. Tell us about the team. Who else is on the team? You got Charlie. You got you, yourself. Who else is on the team? Uh, we've got Try. He is a um, top-notch developer. He works in AI systems for different purposes and is getting to grips with putting something together for for us okay yeah is that the otc that i see him working on um he is actually doing mainly our our chain our core development for that and oh. he is working on um, the bot as well the wallet bot you'll have seen on the discord Mm. And that's where we're going to be adding in some safe OTC. Right. Yeah. And I've seen that. That looks, it's really cool. Stacy's mom. Uh, that's the name of his bot. <laughs> it's pretty funny. The, the, that's the name of the bot until we finalize development. Yeah. We have it here in CryptoCore Media. Try us here also. Um, Excellent. Oh, yeah, I love Try, man. A Python developer for, like, over 10 years. Uh, he's my go-to guy for Python. Yeah. Oh, uh, he does more than just Python. A lot more. I bet. I know. You, you got to learn something, right? After 10 years. Uh, so, so what is... So, we're here about Raptorium today. Uh, the team sounds great, and uh, I could tell you guys that I've met a lot of the team from different various projects I've, I've included myself in, and they, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Um, they're not very privacy-focused, but they're very decentralized-focused from what, from what I've seen. You know, like, like there's devs like JL777 that is very privacy-focused, and these guys are more decentralized-focused, decentralizing everything. Um Raptorium, yeah. could, could, it the, says on the website that Raptorium is solving real-world issues. So what kind of issues are they solving with the Raptorium before we get into the specs? Well, well, what we're mostly looking at doing is easy access to traceability and taking that as a starting point and 
using it to basically market the coin. Traceability. So, so you yeah. want people for, to be able for, to trace and uh, uh, transactions? For, for, for ex no, not particularly transactions. For example, let's say we've got um, a guy in somewhere like Medan in Sumatra in Indonesia who makes hand-rolled cigars. He'd like to be able to print a custom QR code to either put on the bandoliers on his cigars or put on each box of cigars so people can track them right back to the mountain where the tobacco was from. Oh, wow. And that... that so, so, um, so, it's like, uh, so it's like a directory of sorts? You, Immutable? you could sort of... Is we're taking... Um, Ravencoin has some extremely user-friendly, user-friendly by, by crypto standards, protocols for creating assets or tokens. And we're using them, since quite a bit of it can be IPFS-based, to create these immutable tokens for smaller businesses. Okay. Part of the reason why we're not using one of the existing chains is they're very pricey, uh, relatively speaking, and they require a very drastic technical no. setup. Something like, for example, Venchain. Venchain have some top-notch tech, but if you're not close to a software engineer, you're not really going to be able to use most of it. Right. Okay, I can understand that. And we've got a platform coming online fairly soon called um, We Use RTM, which is going to provide some of these smaller merchants, sort of mom and pop, brick and mortar level merchants with a platform where they can put a couple of videos, some pictures of themselves, a bit about what they're doing on there. Mm -hmm. They'll be able to accept crypto payments on there. And at the same time, we will offer them some free traceability tokens to see if it can um, increase their marketing value. Okay. All right. Um, that sounds good. Uh, have, tell us about the coin itself. Um, you know, was it if did if did it launch is it launched yet will it launch fairly uh i i know i know the coin started november 8 2018 on bitcoin talk people so that's almost a year now um what so what what made you uh you know to, what what made you choose 120 seconds per block with 5000 rtm per block with a supply of 21 billion so that kind of puts it into the NXT Sciacoin kind of category with those with that high supply. Well, the the supply is initially to keep the price reasonably low. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I know that sounds contrary to what a lot of people want, but it is to keep the price initially fairly low because we've got collateral lockup for the service nodes, we've got futures coming online 
where you can lock collateral for later release into a transaction. And um, we have to, in order to be able to provide some of these, basically the initial market is, is small businesses. They don't have a ton of money to invest. Um, you know, your mechanic down the street, he doesn't have a marketing budget of a grand a month even. But yeah, if he it, could it, print some nice QR codes to put on his, to, to replace like the service stickers on his car, it's on the cars he services, etc. That's a starting point. Right. Right. Yeah, I used to be a baker. So yeah, I know that sometimes things are bad and I just can't do it. Uh, but so so this is a, a coin that'll provide uh, tokens, from what I understand, for businesses, so they that's can utilize what, it. That's what we're doing to start with. We're doing this for the initial year, and then once our contract layer comes online, that's going to be roughly a year post mainnet. Then we gotcha. will be doing a lot more. Very right. and, and, and mainnet mainnet was uh, supposed to come out this month, right? Initially, it was planned for this month, but we've unfortunately uh, found a few bugs. One of the bugs was in uh, Ravencoin, as what they acknowledged in their latest. Um, Nah, not quite their latest news um, item on their Discord server. And we've still got another couple of bugs that need ironing out because we want to okay. be sure that we're launching a basically a secure product. Right. That's important. Yes. That's definitely important. Uh, and, and, we, and everybody should appreciate that. Uh, so the, the, the algorithm you're using is called Ghost Rider. Like like the like the Marvel comic character, um, you even you even have the Ghost Rider face uh, from the Marvel character I saw somewhere. Uh, what separates that from the X X sixteen R and X twenty five algorithms? You know all those typical algorithms, X eleven, X fifteen, whatever the hell they got. The, what? the the ghost comes from uh, us using some kryptonite oh, or kryptonote, kryptonite, kryptonote depends yeah. pop kettle black thing but we're we're using some kryptonite components in the algorithm they are normally very privacy focused monero is kryptonite based and um, mm -hmm. where they use the whole circle the whole circle layering um on transactions etc so so that's sort of the ghost riding the other algorithms. Okay, oh, I see. How, I see how you came upon that. That's a, that's a good name. Uh, is is um, I I noticed that the, the emissions is there's no havening. Uh, any reason for no havening? Yeah, the main reason is a stable supply that slowly tapers off over time. Um, the two-minute block time already, cut, if we compare it to, say, for example, Raven, cuts it in half. And that brings it down to a manageable level. We've got mm. collateral lockups coming in for the service nodes. We've got 
futures. We've got large amounts of collateral lockup also coming out for the um, okay. various well, contracts on the contract well, layer once they start. Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll talk about the. I have questions for the contract and the and the collateral stuff. Uh, I I was just going through the site and I just want to address what I saw initially, and that's what everyone's going to see when they go to the site. So let's address it. Um, it says it, uh, it uses a DGW retargeting. Uh, wh what does that do? What's the DGW retargeting? Uh, DGW retargeting is dark gravity wave. It's oh, okay. a way yeah. the it's it's a way the average block time is the difficulty for solving the average blocks is retargeted. Um, really, when we put in DGW, we should specify if it's DGW sixty, DGW one twenty. Um, 180 or 240, those seem to be the common ones. Okay. Uh, we are planning on using DGW 180, meaning using an average of the last 180 blocks to determine what the difficulty of the next block should be in order to keep it roughly at the two minute solve time. Uh, I see, so it's variable. Okay. It's not fixed. That's cool. Uh, it sounds like uh, I, I think I, I've, that's been out for a while. That's a good feature. Uh, yeah. What, so DGW is probably the best difficulty adjusting algorithm out there in the crypto sphere at the moment. Um, LWMA light wave moving average is mm. is more susceptible to different types of exploits okay uh do, have you ever heard of jl777 mm, i think i've heard of i think i've talked to him on irc long ago okay well he, he uh he's got a, a medium uh if you find his medium uh account he's got he's got he he writes lots of articles on technology in medium you know medium um check it out he he's got one where he he proposes an interesting solution for uh for instant you know solutions for insta mining so people can't do that uh so when, when people insta mine they bring the the difficulty really high up uh i can't explain it because i'm not that technical as him but uh he, he's got a solution for that you should check out his medium blog he, it might be DGW works works pretty well on that as well. Okay. Um, well, it's been working for a long time. What, so. what, what the, the the big deal with it is right on a coin launch. If you've got a huge amount of hash and you essentially overwrite everybody else's blocks, first day of blocks, we've got with close to no reward uh, for Raptorium. Right for the first 24 hours per block to make sure that all the pools, all the miners can get their stuff up and running and adjusted. So nobody can say that. It's unfair. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I understand. That's, that, sounds, that sounds good. Is, uh, is, is this, so this is an asset platform, right? 
like Waves or NXT. Uh, if I w- tell me how the assets work. Well, the assets are essentially a, a specialized form of transaction, as the, similar to Raven assets. Um, but I mean, you can issue an asset for for more or less anything, merely right. ownership tokens. Um, Compared to Ravencoin, we are expanding the IPFS capabilities. We are going to be forking uh, one of their, or actually I'm doing that, forking one of their explorers and expanding what IPFS uh, data, metadata, pictures, videos, whatever we want to put up in the IPFS cloud will display in the explorer. Oh, wow. I, I, uh... This again comes back to um, what we're doing with um, with basically these small business tokens, because many of these small businesses they won't be terribly interested in doing, like for example, ISO compliant food traceability or product traceability or something like that. They would, however, like to stick a QR code on their product that will take you somewhere that shows you what this product is sort of more like product storytelling mm-hmm. it's it's like when you buy a laptop and there's the barcode on it and you 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 uh you you scan the barcode and it tells you the specs of the laptop when you're buying it uh i just did that yesterday at best buy um yeah that, that's that's a cool that's a cool feature um i know a lot about ipfs how is it going to work with IPFS? I didn't see anything anywhere about IPFS. Um, you can attach IPFS files to the actual assets. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be running our own IPFS storage. As a matter of fact, that's being set up right now mm-hmm. in order to guarantee that the files are always going to be available. Right, so you're just pinning them down. We're, we're pinning them, storing them, hosting them, the whole nine yards. Well, on IPFS, everybody hosts it. Once you have it, uh, if it stays there a long time, it does get distributed nicely uh, if a lot of people use it. Uh, if nobody uses it, if you don't pin it down, uh, what happens is there's a, a cleaner that comes around uh, every so often and just dumps a lot of files into the garbage bin. So if it's not pinned yeah. down... What, what, also, what also happens is if storage space where it's on the part of the IPFS cloud where it's hosted starts getting scarce, it will just go the way of the dodo bird if it's not being accessed regularly. Correct. Yes. Yep. Exactly. I, I, I know. I, I'm, I'm a big follower. I have I have like 1.5 petabytes waiting for Filecoin. Uh, that aside, <laughs> I'm still waiting. I think we've all been waiting for a long time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if that'll ever come out. Uh, but I see a lot of coins like yourself, you know, using IPFS um, for similar it, reasons. It is, it's, it's cool tech. It's a reinvention of what I used to do a lot of before crypto. Uh, mm-hmm. Before crypto, I used to do a lot of... <laughs> File sharing and me torrent too. trackers, yeah, me too, etc. Yeah, me too. 
And, and I mean, it's, it's a beautiful evolution of a distributed hash table. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I, I used to love uh, cracking, cracking uh, applications and cracking games, right? And downloading, downloading all sorts of interesting things. Apple, uh, you know, but uh, the problem, problem with IPFS that I found out not too long ago is that uh, you could you could t see everything on everybody's network, so it's not very private. So when using IPFS, uh, I I think people need to take precautions, like uh, VPN, or uh, I I I think there's a method of doing it over Tor. I I, I read up on oh, it a little it, bit. It, it, it it can be accessed just about any way you want. You can also set up private swarms which is what we are going to be doing for some of the features. The private swarms will require keyed access. Ah, okay. I, I, I haven't heard of the private swarms. I got to look into that. I'm, I'm just a dabbler, you know? Um, but, but I love playing with it. I, I, I've uploaded, I've created websites and put movies on it. <laughs> uh, and, and they play right from the, the IPFS file. Which is pretty cool, right? In HTML5, you got the player built in, and you yeah. can just put the link yeah. to the IPFS, and it plays. It's really awesome. And yeah, but it is, it's just like back when streaming from a torrent came out back in, when would that be? Early, very early 2000s. Right. Uh, I, uh, well, like, like I said, there's problems with that too, right? So, uh, torrents could be traced. Uh, every if anybody's ever gotten that email saying you downloaded a movie from Sony, <laughs> that's because you downloaded a torrent. Right? Yeah, that's... I think I've gotten like three of them. I think one was for Predator. Yeah. <laughs> one was for uh, Terminator. It was, it was. It's all the popular movies too. It's, if you download not popular movies, you're probably okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's also it's only it's only certain companies that decide to go after people or companies with a particularly hungry lawyer or yeah. It, it's, I used to I used to work for an ISP. I was the guy that used to call you up and tell you that you need to follow the directions in the email, <laughs> in in the mail that's saying that they're suing you. You need to follow the. That's all. That's all we were told to tell them. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that if if you run an I, if you if you use an ISP, which most people do, everyone does, uh, they can see your modem, and they can see every, the modem tells the ISP everything that's connected to it. So if you got six, seven devices connected to your modem that they gave you, they can see everything. They can see every single device, and if, by the MAC address, if you go to coffer.com. The, the MAC address will, will tell you what the what, what the device is. So uh, it, it's you got to be very careful in this world, and that's why I'm I'm very I'm a very private privacy you know I'm I'm a privacy I mean, enthusiast. What what I really really loved living in China, I used to live in Dalian in northeast China, was to be able to go down into Electronic City, which was seven layers of fallout bunker under a main city stadium and get come out with custom hardware. 
I could go to one store, one store in there, pick up a fairly standard router, and then I could go down a couple of levels, find a guy who'd solder in some additional RAM, make a few other slight changes to it, and I'd come out with completely custom hardware for almost no money. Yep, and that's 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 uh, I've seen routers with the custom hardware for VPN and stuff, right? Uh, have you ever heard of Court Q uh, Q no uh, yeah Q O R T Court? It's a it's a new router coming out. Uh, have you ever heard, you've been you've been in crypto a while, right? Yeah, um, uh, I've. Have I've, you ever I've heard not, of not not then that one particularly, but I mean, um, it just came out. It hasn't even come out as a standard product. It hasn't even it's come out. It's going to come out as. Uh, it's going to come out as a standard product. Okay. Whereas, if you take a standard product and you go and have it modified with your own amount of RAM, your own amount of sort of yeah modifications to what is and isn't accessible coming the other way on the router um then then you've got something truly unique for the person on the other end to deal with and it'll start to take real skills to look at your network right whereas using something standard you can develop a, a standard operating procedure for how to enter and exit Right, which and, and typically it's something along the lines lines of uh, talking to the modem, seeing the MAC addresses connected to it. The MAC addresses tell you what kind of device it is. It might be Netgear, it might be uh, you know a Dell, you know, and then you find the typical admin password for those devices. And many people they don't change it, so that makes it easy. Uh, it's that yeah. easy, people. Yeah, uh, I mean. Once you start customizing, you are miles behind. But but uh, also, you, you, there's also ever thought of creating a TFT, uh, what is it, a TFTT server? The you know, modem, basically, your own modem. I I, I always wanted to do that. Uh, you you give all you need to do is give the the. MAC address of the device, so you can make pretend you have a device, right? But you really just have a TFTT server, and and uh, you give you call up your ISP. You say I got my own modem. You give them the MAC address, and that's it. And you got a computer that's acting as a modem, and that kind of that that's the whole problem. I worked for ISP, remember? And I don't give a shit about telling secrets. Uh, if if uh, if the modem is customized and you, you block them, they can't see anything. So it's the modem that's the rat on your network. That's the that's the guy who's ratting you out. Uh, and and then after that, you know, definitely a router, a customized router, like you said, is definitely a, a, another way to go. Uh, let's continue on Raptorium though. We're we're getting off subject, but this is really interesting yeah. stuff. I love this stuff. Yeah, but it it is it is really cool stuff but yeah yeah like you said let's get back on topic how does uh so uh wait uh, so how does the, the master nodes work uh, so and why is there master nodes in raptorium uh you know it, it seems uh, a lot of people we, we, when they... we 
prefer to call them service nodes. Service, yeah. um, what they're essentially going to do is, well, threefold. One, they're going to run PRISM, our 51% mm. protection system, mm. which is going to be somewhat similar to what Dash are doing at the moment. However, once our contract layer kicks in, it's going to become a little bit more difficult than that. Adding, rather than just signing blocks onto the network, it will write another couple of lines onto the blocks. But that's post-contract layer for checkpointing for the, for the nodes. Mm. That's function number one. Function number two, they are going to run our contract layer, where they're going to have their own private little IPFS cloud, where they're okay. going to store the contracts that are going to execute on the chain, store them as bytecode. You can write an awful lot of bytecode and store it on IPFS. And then they're going to deploy using an Ansile or Ansible function on demand. Hmm. There. And the third function, um, which you'll probably like, is private send, where the nodes randomly bounce transactions around between themselves if you choose tick the private send box. Oh, yeah. I was looking at that. I was looking at that earlier. Uh, so that's um, what that is. I, I don't that, private that's, send. That's me. definitely not a trivial task. Um, if you look at some of the other coins that use a Dash style approach to, um, what do you call it, to uh, private send, but mm -hmm. they have the wallets performing it, you will see that those wallets are very, very slow and clunky. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, it, it's, well, when, when I saw one, private one, send, I thought it was... One example of that would be, for example, Pivx. Have you launched the PIVX 3.4? No, I, I lost sight of PIVX like a year ago. Okay. Uh, you, you are not missing much. Uh, I know. But now <laughs> uh, their, their private send is partly delegated to the wallet side clients. And um, it's, <laughs> it, it's painful. It's... Uh, Startup can take up to half an hour if there have been a lot of private sends. That's for something that was synced less than 24 hours ago. Mm. The, the problem with, I think, with that, if I if I remember correctly, is that when, when you send something with private send, uh, the amount that's sent is is mixed, but when it comes out on the other end, it's still the same amount, so it makes it easy to trace. Am I correct? Yes and no. I mean, if there's Tor, if there's I2P, and a few other nice things in the mix, then really you can't you ca you can't uh, provide a what do you call it an in infallible evidence or logic chain for how this arrived there. Right. Yeah, and and, the, and everybody, you know, it's uh, it's up to you to keep yourself on your end protected. Uh, I2P is on is a garlic. Uh, it's very it's probably the better option if it is possible for you. Uh, Tor 
is also a possibility, but uh, toward there's also that danger with the exit nodes. So they can be compromised. A lot of the exit nodes. So there's some compromisation going on with Tor. Uh, also, if you What's use even Tor, better should... is mixing both of them. If you've right. got one VPS that you run a Tor node on, and you've got another where you run an I2P node on, mm -hmm. and you go from one to the other, good mm -hmm. luck tracing that. Oh, that's a good idea. I like it. I like it. I haven't tried that actually. Uh, I played with I2P, but I haven't I haven't used it much. Uh, Tor, I'm actually creating an operating system for Pirate uh, to make it easy for people to use Tor. Uh, as soon as you log in, you know you connect to VPN before it posts, right? Before I mean it boots into the operating system, and then once it's in the operating system, it connects to Tor. Uh, there's no no other function but your wallet. Uh, you can't do it. And as you know, if you use Tor, if anyone's used Tor, you can't really do anything uh, with the regular internet uh, once using Tor browser. Uh, yeah. you, you've got to make sure you don't have any leakage. Otherwise, yeah, you're. Yeah. And that, that's, you know, also a good suggestion. I don't know if you notice. Uh, when, when you when you get your modem from your ISP, every once in a while you should bring that modem back to the you know say you say it's optimum online, bring the modem back and get a new one. And when you do that, they change your uh, your DHCP address, right? Your your IP address, and you should change it regularly. So every once in a while, take that, bring it in, and get a new IP address, uh, just to make it more difficult uh, for them to to find you. Uh, or else they have a full record of if you have the same IP address for four years, which is very possible. Uh, I've seen in my in my day working for them, I think I saw somebody with an IP address for with over over three years. They had the same IP address. Um, you could shut off your modem for a long time. That, 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 that doesn't sound. Yeah, well, it, it happens. It happens even if it is DHCP. Um, if, if, if you don't shut off your modem and it never turns off, you never lose the IP address. So what you could do also is you could turn it, like say you go on vacation, turn off your modem, your internet completely. Make sure it's unplugged. And then what happens is that the DHCP address ends up going to somebody else, and then you end up with a new one eventually. Uh, that's the, those are the only two tricks I know uh, to, get, to get by that. Um, so let's get back here. We're getting off topic. I do it, but this is really interesting stuff. I hope you guys are learning something from uh, us knowledgeable, you know, us people that have, have been through the mill. Uh, is this an, uh, let me see. I, I got some questions for you. Let's see. What, what makes smart contracts differ from the ones on, a, on Ethereum? Well, for starters, uh, bytecode. And they can scale significantly better. Uh, we don't have, you don't need to be a software engineer to deploy one. You don't need to be, you, you do need to be able to write one. But once it's written, the deployment process is going to be, well, look, look at the difference between a Raven token and an ERC token, ERC20 token on Ethereum. It's not really comparing the same thing. 
for example, a Raven token you can issue in a couple of clicks, an ERC20 token, it takes a lot of sitting down, um, reading, making sure you've gotten everything absolutely right, and then possibly publishing using your full node client. I see. All right. Um, and I mean, it, it, the same process is going to apply to the smart contracts. Um, some of them are going to be very, very basic things that say deliver X coins at X block height to Y address where you're buying a slightly more advanced futures contract um, than what we're going to offer as an on-chain option. Or it's going to be something like if the price of what, what, what hits what, 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 then you get what, what from what, what address if you're, say, trading binary options on it. Interesting. Give, give me one second here, man. I, uh, I think I'm having an issue. Give me one second. I don't know what's up. We'll find out. So if, if you want to look at it from a developer's oh, standpoint, uh, bytecode for RTM should be way easier than Ethereum code dApps. Okay. And, and that, that's, that's been a, a point in many projects that have, uh, that have touted about having smart contracts. They say it's going to be easier, right? Um, what what was that Honda? Or, there was one that came out a while ago that said it was going to be easier, and it, it never happened. Um, there are several several of them. In many cases, they've been trying to reinvent the wheel. I mean, um, what we are doing instead of trying to reinvent the wheel is going to go as basic as possible with everything written in pure bytecode, which is not. Exactly. It's not the most fantastic language to work in, but it's doable. It's simple. It keeps it very, very light. It means that a node with, say, four cores and plenty of RAM can be executing a fairly large number of them at the same time. Ah, all right. Which also goes to help with scaling issues. I mean, right? And um, tell me about the scaling. How do you how do you plan on, you know, because Ethereum has a big problem with that, right? I mean, Ethereum has a problem. We we are separating everything completely into layers. We've got mm. our main chain, which will run with basically a POW chain with assets basic Raven-style assets on it, uh -huh. which, again, um, no, sorry, with basic Raven-style assets and futures, and then we have the node layer. Right, so it's basically in components. Like, uh, So it, it's like a sound system. A sound system always sounds better when you separate the components. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so we've got 
the only point of interface between the two is going to be the prism system where a the contract layer makes sure that the blocks going onto the chain are valid and b it can write some checkpoints for it oh very cool very cool and how does Pri so so is prism out yet because i know a lot of coins uh, like, uh, you know, Utrum or Pirate or, uh, you know, they depend on Komodo for that. Uh, so you're telling me that there's a technology that they don't have to, uh, you know, they, they don't have to use Komodo for this? Yeah. yeah but, I mean, that, uh, yes and no. There, there are different ways of skinning that same cat. Uh -huh. I mean, um, Komodo is paid uh, distributed proof of work. Where, where you pay Komodo, they pay Bitcoin, and then you use the op return transactions from those two chains to work into your own chain. Mm. So you would have to change all three chains at the same time. Dash okay. have um, a solution where basically each block, once it's mined, gets signed by the masternode network. And once it's signed, it's a valid block and can go onto the chain. It's a sort of a slightly further development of Dash's uh, methodology for it. it. It's a different implementation of it. Rather than, right. just, rather than just a simple signature onto the block, this is like... Um, in, in coding terms, you could call it a POS-style block wrapper. You, you've got basically the block all done, and then you've got this last line that goes on the block to sort of zip it up and allow it onto the main chain. Hmm. Oh, that's, that, that sounds really interesting. I'd like to see how that works. I'd like to see it work, period. Uh, you know, the, I've... I've and, you know, I would never talk bad about Komodo, but uh, a lot of people don't like that. The fact that you ha a coin has to depend on another coin for a feature. Uh, I, I totally understand that. Well, uh, there, is, there is actually a better alternative if you want to do distributed proof of work. Safe coin, because they're not charging anybody for it. What, what, what do you mean? They, they actually implement the, the PRISM solution for you? No. no. SafeCoin have distributed proof of work, which is another way of handling 51% attacks. It's what Komodo does. They use uh -huh. their own chain and, and Bitcoin to notarize hmm. your, your blocks. You know, you're not... um, so you, so Safe, SafeCoin will do the same thing, but they hmm. don't charge for it. Oh, and that's, interesting. Th that's why they've been so <laughs> popular. They, they, they've been very upset with very block and Komodo. Huh? I don't know. You know, I, 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 I talked to Hayachi from burst coin. I don't know if you know him, the dev. Uh, and he didn't like it either. He said it was uh, like a band aid to the problem. That's how he expressed it. He said, you know, what they, but you know, backing up to one chain and then to another chain, he called it a band aid to the problem. Yeah. And I mean, it, but 
for for some smaller scale implementations, I don't see why it's not a valid solution, provided that you've got a fully open source, completely transparent, uncentralized mm. um, vendor like, for example, say. Because with them, you can just mine or buy up sufficient coins um, to, to participate and run your own safe node where you could notarize transactions for your own. I didn't even know that. Thank you. for the, I, I had no idea that other people were doing the same thing. That's cool. All right. Uh, oh, it, it's, I'm, it's definitely I'm not, a solution. I'm not, I'm not actually sure if SafeCoin didn't come out with the concept before Komodo did, but Komodo were just a bit faster to implement. Um, well, I I could tell you that they probably didn't, uh, because it was they were t I I worked with Komodo as the marketing manager, and they were talking about it way before SafeCoin even came out. So. Uh, but Safecoin have some people who've been in the space for way long. They're, they're right. just not quite as public. Well, you, you know how it is. Uh, devs, no other devs. I mean, who knows? Uh, it's possible. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Crypto is very shady. <laughs> it's a very shady arena over here. Uh, but you know what? It, their solutions, they work, and at the end of the day, all these solutions are to help protect people and to protect assets. And uh, you know, this is tech, this is bleeding edge technology. The, 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 the only ones I'd have a I have a problem with are Veriblock, because Veriblock have built it into basically a, a business model. In Komodo, it's not really the main business model. It's it's a part of the overall package. Right, right. Safe coin is part time. of the overall package. It's not Komodo. Yeah, you do have to pay for it because it's run from those centralized nodes. But I mean, um, I kind of do trust the Komodo project. I don't mm -hmm. have a problem with it, and oh, nice. I don't think most most sane people would have. But Komodo is my favorite. It's ethically, I would say SafeCoin, where you can just set up your own safe node, is probably a slightly better bet in some ways. Yeah, I, I normally don't work for any projects I don't like, uh, unless they pay me an absurd amount of money. Just to be honest, but you know, if Komodo Pirate uh, coins I like, I don't even mind work. I, I work. I'll do work for them for just because because. They, they, they're paving the way for better, better things, and it's really important exactly. that they get support. You know, a lot, all the support in crypto right now is the coins wanting to pump. Uh, it's that's not what it's about. Uh, if you've been here, I've been here about seven, eight years now, Big Piggy. Uh, ever at the tail end, I caught it at the tail end of Bitcoin with the mining. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I ran, I ran probably the first GPU farm in China for Bitcoin mining. Oh, really? Oh, nice. I, I, yeah. I, I, I caught it at the end. I didn't really make much, and then, uh, that, but I made, I, I made a lot of Litecoin. That, that then I caught on to the Litecoin after that. I, I made an awful lot of Bitcoin, and I lost all of it on Gox. <laughs> Absolutely all of it. Uh, man, I even know I've been I there. I started bro. scaling down mining, and we were uh, 
um, a guy from BTC China. I used to work with them before they took venture capital. Uh -huh. uh, I still have a tiny amount of stake in that. Uh, but back then, um, we got into trading bots as opposed to mining and uh, Gox was one of two whitelisted exchanges when the fuck up happened. Oof. I know that was those were bad times. I never yeah, got involved yeah, in Gox. Man, man, man. Um, we had cash everywhere. <laughs> we had, I'd flown to Brazil to set up bank accounts to be able to trade in Brazil. New Zealand, uh, bounced around all over the place. And we had a fair amount of coin and cash out there. And we were printing money on a daily basis, laughing our heads off, uh, putting almost all of it back into it because we weren't saturating the market for arbitrage at all. Mm -hmm. And then the price on Gox pumped because people started panicking. We had Gox whitelisted, so what did the bot do? While we were asleep, it bought up everything everywhere else and sent it to Gox to try to sell it at these inflated USD prices on there. And then Gox died. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. I know a lot of friends that cried. It was it was really a horror show, and you, and you know what my worst my worst uh, one of my biggest fears is is that it, something like Ethereum dies, and then every fucking token that that it is in it will die with it. Uh, it it'll be bigger than Mt. Gox if something ever happened to like a, a chain like Ethereum. But I mean, Ethereum is more or less already at that point. Because how many people can run a full node? Every every token I know is moving off of Ethereum. They don't want to be on it anymore. Yeah, but there's there's a good reason for that. I mean, uh, to effectively run a full node, you now need several terabyte NVMEs running in RAID zero on a super high-speed server somewhere. Otherwise, running a full node is just pie in the sky. Hmm. Wow. I, I have uh, four NVMEs running in RAID 0. Uh, the problem with that is that uh, I lose information when it breaks. <laughs> but it's, it's, a very, it's a very volatile, dangerous setup. Uh, so I probably would rather do RAID 10 or something like that. But Yeah. Uh, me, me too, me too. Ray 10 for the win. Hmm. Absolutely. Uh, cool, man. It was very, very awesome. So uh, you, you told us about the private send feature. I got some questions. Let me see if I got any more for you. Um, we talked about Prism. Uh, that was That's really interesting. How far along are you with Prism? I mean, we, we have the implement the initial implementation 100% ready to go because uh, it's just slightly modified from Dash. Uh, we don't have the final version of it yet because we have yet to decide on a few elements of the contract layer, but that's doable. 
it's all within the realms of the doable. Our main problem now is bugs from some of the code we've borrowed from Raven and some more stuff that we'll publish details on fairly soon. Okay, no problem. Uh, it's probably better that you guys take your time anyway. Um, I've been practicing. I, I, I won that. I won that contest. Did you see that? <laughs> I won like a hundred and eighty thousand rap uh, raptorium. Yep. <laughs> I know. At the end of the that day, it's is. probably going to be like pennies, but um, I wouldn't say pennies. Um, I'd say there's a fairly decent chance of a price of around one to two cent per coin. All right. Which is roughly where I would like it to be up until contract layer. Uh -huh. Things can start going crazy once we hit the contract layer. Prior to the contract layer, not not too crazy, I hope. I see. All right. Yeah, well, you know, hey, look, look at Sire coin, man. Anything could happen. When I saw Sidecoin flying all the way to 800, remember those days? Sidecoin was at like 500, 600, 700. And then I think it hit 800 at one point. And I'm like, that's fucking impossible, man. Did you see the, the supply that they got? That's way too, way too expensive. Yeah. yeah. Today I mean, at 20 that, cents, that, that sounds about right. I'm not really sure if it's not still slightly over. Yeah, and you're right, and it still could be slightly it, because it, the, it's just too big of a supply, way too big of a supply, uh, to to be worth five six hundred sats. It's just it's crazy. It's like Dogecoin worth six hundred sats. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Oh man, I'd be rich then. <laughs> Dude, I, I I have a I have a neighbor. I have a neighbor. He goes like this. He goes, you know he. He 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 just got into crypto. He goes, you gotta buy Dogecoin. He, he goes, if any of these guys go to a dollar, every one of them is gonna be worth a dollar. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing. I was like, oh you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like someone got the bug. I, I CPU mined Doge right when it launched, and it was, oh man, it it, it was absurd amounts of coins. At some point, I think I was merge mining. Uh, what was it? Uh, Doge and Litecoin, yeah. Yeah. I was merge mining. Yep, Litecoin, yeah. I was merge mining it. Uh, so what's the... Let's see, let me see if I got any more for you. We, we talked about the scaling issues. Um, private private send, we spoke at protection. Oh, any any privacy features? Like, like uh, you know, like, like Zcash has shielded transactions. Any... That, that's the same. That's like private send, right? No, no. Uh, there, there's a distinct difference between um, between private send from Dash and uh, Zcash. Zcash transactions use this whole uh, zk uh transaction tree and coin tree. It, it's Oh, it's awful to try to get into. Um, the, the, the best I can do to give a reasonably easy to understand analogy is 
it's like a mirror within a mirror, if that makes any sense. I think it does actually. Uh, it does. It does make sense. Un, and not tangible, the, but you the, can still the see mirror it. inside the mirror is shielded by the outside one. Right. Untangible. The 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 what do you call it? Uh, private send is you just can't see where it came from because it's going to get mixed and right. there's going to be Tor, there's going to be ITP, there's going to be mm -hmm. maybe even dot bit in the mix. You, you know, I, I actually have another question. Uh, what What is the founder's reward about? And do you think it's a good idea to increase the sell pressure in order for devs to get paid? No. Um, and I'm glad that you asked that question. That's not what our founder's reward is about. It is about funding some development to a very large degree. Mm -hmm. But what we are going to be doing to get the coin off the ground running and gaining steadily gaining momentum like we have been is we're going to be putting together an ambassador program where people who get businesses to sign up for the we use rtm platform the businesses will get free traceability tokens two or three something like that so they can try it out and see if it's worth their while the ambassador who gets them to sign up is going to get two or three tokens worth of coins for getting mm -hmm. them to sign up. I see. So you're going to use it like a, a marketing type of a thing? It's a marketing type of thing. And there is, of course, there's also going to be some pay for developers because... Uh, yeah. Everyone's got to eat. Hey, I listen. I, I'm I'm working with Pirate right now, and it's really hard to get the whole community to contribute. Actually, it's really not that hard. It's it's actually the easiest I've ever seen. But you know, still, you got to ask the community for funds, and 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 then developers. You see them. You know, they, they, you know, it, it's it's better when people are motivated by a little paycheck. Or, or, so, or some type of, you know, I, money is the best motivator, in my opinion. I, uh, I completely agree. We do have, if the price hits certain points, we do plan to start moving some of the developer fee into, uh, what do you call it, uh, an on-chain DAO with proposals and voting, all of it dash stock. Oh, yeah, I saw that. There's like voting, uh, dividends, and some messaging i think what, what what's that what, uh, you can... me, me, messaging and dividends are going to be features for the assets they're, okay. they're going to be that that's that's on the the chain layer um well on the node layer we are going to have um once we start getting some We've gotten the contract layer out running. It's all solid. It's stable. We've gotten a certain amount of momentum built up with uh, we use RTM. Then um, we are going to go on into, into a DAO, meaning some of the dev fee is not going to be paid out to the developers or to, for example, the we use RTM platform. It's going to go into 
a budget that's going to be on the chain and then uh, people can make proposals for voting on how that's going to happen. Now, okay. the reason we haven't put out any details on it yet is we are going to try to implement some form of mechanism where, for example, miners can also vote. So it's not going to be restricted to service node operators. Right. Okay, that's good. So, so you got you got two types. Yeah, but How I mean, you, you, you said you said it extremely well when you said it earlier that we're about decentralizing everything, mm. and uh, because if the vote is restricted to say masternode owners, then miners have a legitimate complaint. Right, and collusion occurs. Yeah, but uh, collusion can happen anyway. Possibly. I mean, that's not something. That's not something. <laughs> that's 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 down to humans being human. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, uh, how do you? Uh, so, uh, what's the website? What's the website? How do people uh, contact the project if they wanted to uh, learn more about it? Um. HTTPS uh, colon backslash backslash R-A-P-T-O-R-E-U-M dot com is the main site. Otherwise, there's our Discord. Uh, I'll leave an invite link in your... I think you have a, a spam oh, channel. I, what, what, well, this is going to get posted to Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, MixCloud. I'm going to put it... I got a lot of accounts with radios. Uh, and it's going to be on all of them. And when I do the description, I'll add all the links. Awesome. Um, in that case, I'll drop them to you very slow, shortly. And um, yeah. Yeah, cool. Let's see. Well, yeah. Have we covered cool. everything? Oh, there was one other thing I promised to tell you about ASICs. Um, oh, yeah, forget about that. We, we, we don't really hate them per se. But they are very undecentralized. They centralize things very, very quickly, which is why we are putting as much effort into staying as far away from them as possible. Okay. Uh, I have uh, somebody from Crypto Core Media. He says, if there's anything we could do, you need help with marketing, let us know. Uh, he says he loves your accent. Oh, FYI, we have a crowd listening to us at the moment. Yeah, I see that they just joined us. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. And I mean, we've got, <laughs> yeah, we, we've got quite a few. Um, yeah, my, my accent is is probably one of the weirder ones, really, because yeah from wales grew up in denmark but the longest i've lived anywhere has been china so uh, That's yeah cool. go for it. i love i love asian women oh man yeah that is <laughs> you come went, to oh, borneo though. <laughs> come, come come to borneo come to borneo and you will you'll never ever want to go back i can't i chopped my penis off when i got married Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know if I ever yeah. put it back on. Okay, cool. I got it in a jar in the yeah. shed. Excellent. 
<laughs> All right, brother. All right, Piggy, love you, man. Thank you for coming on. If if you guys if you guys want to uh, you know do an update or you have something really important to get out there, like you know say something's wrong, uh, let me know. So you know we could do like a five minute show really quick, and I'll put it out there just to get it out there. So you know, the more people know, the better. You know. Thanks, man. That, that right, is really cool stuff, and it's been awesome talking to you this morning. We did go a bit off topic, but we were having fun. That's what it's all about. I do yes, this for fun. I don't get paid for this. Yeah, me neither. Cheers, man. If I don't have fun, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> all right, brother. Me neither. Thanks for coming me on. Every... <laughs> You're the best, dude. Uh, and it was great to meet you. I see you all the time, and you know. I... I, I always I always wondered how how involved you were. You were really involved. I didn't think you were that involved. Ah, uh, but I'm um I do a lot of the conceptual tech and I yeah. Okay. I don't implement quite as much as I used to. Uh Ruby is well, I may be building the nodes in Ruby. But oh, okay. we'll 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 see exactly how it goes. I mean, mm -hmm. we you can say a lot of things about Ruby. It's old school, but if it's locked down tight, there aren't very many things that get just as secure as it is. You you know you know I, I meet so many different personalities, and I don't know how how well you know me. I've done over two hundred shows so far in the last many years with different people. Um. I've met so many people with they're so smart and they, they 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 know so much and at the end of the day you know I always think I think if you guys got together like in a room you guys would make something amazing <laughs> you know like if everybody uh, got together it does happen but what you also have happening is when you put too many developers together, for example, me and script kids together in the same room, uh, someone is going to go flying out through the door and it's not going to be. <laughs> well, well I'm, I'm, I understand a lot of devs have their quirkinesses to them. I've noticed that over the years also. I, I, do, I do clunky but solid. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? One one day we'll break those barriers, though. You know, and we could all work towards a, a, you know, well, we all we are working towards the purpose of freedom. That's that's what this is all about. It's freedom for our children. It's exactly. it's breaking it's breaking the chains in society that are holding us down that we don't see. A lot of people fail to see it. They're just so caught up in the system. Uh, they're they're so into the matrix. That they just don't understand what's going on around them. They're not free. You're not free. I mean, normalcy bias does that to people. They're comfortable. They get comfortable. And then at the end of the day, they're okay with people telling them what to do. They're okay with people taking their money. Oh, we're going to raise your tax taxes like 30% next week. And they go, okay, no problem. And they pay it. I mean, it's, it, it blows my mind. How just people are okay with so many things, and you you shouldn't be you shouldn't be like that. They're stepping all over your freedom. This is it's my property, right? Why? Well, technically, yeah. you don't own property property here. We own real estate. Uh, if because if we yeah. did own property in a lodial title, we would have a lot more power. And I hope one day, if I ever make it, 
to, to own my property in a lodial title. And from what I understand, it costs like 10 times the amount of the house to do that. But once you do that, you're free from taxes. You're free from anybody walking on your property. You just shoot them if they walk on your property. Uh, you're free from the from so many things because they don't have a they don't own your property anymore. They you, you've already you've taken the government out of the equation, kind of like in a marriage. You've taken the the you know when you sign a marriage license, you're bringing them in your marriage. Now you got a third party in your marriage telling you what you need to do. Uh, you know, God forbid that they if someone doesn't agree. The third party doesn't agree with how you're taking care of your children, then they take your children away. Uh, it's it's uh and it, it's 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 really it's really sad what's going on. Anyway, I could go on forever. I mean, about this uh, if if you look at it, what's happening in Europe and what's happening in the U.S. It, it looks like a general sort of societal flippening, really where freedom in Europe and the States has gone out the window um, mm -hmm. and it's on the increase in Russia, China and quite a few other places out here in the Far East. They, they put over here in the States, they pump the water with fluoride. So people are dumbed down and they, they're just docile. That's what they do. They, they're, they're, the people are docile. Uh, they're very passive aggressive. And that's what that's what fluoride does. Actually, I think the main ingredient in Pros, Prozac is, is fluoride. Um, but let, let's put it, this is this is a chat for another day. Let, let me stop the recording. Uh, give me one second. And I don't know if you have to go. You got to go, Piggy. Piggy, you still there? All right, we're gonna stop the recording. Everybody, if you could hear me. Uh, Thank you for coming on to CryptoCore Radio. Thank you for listening to me. Uh, like I said, I Thanks do. Thanks for having me. Hey, anytime, brother. You, you're you're more amazing. I, I'm I'm so glad I met you. Uh, I I didn't I didn't I didn't know you were so involved. Like I said. Uh, so let's close the show, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. I just want to stop the recording. Uh, this is Lutz. I love you all. Uh, Raptorium.com. Check it out. If I come to you with something, uh, I don't care if I don't have a show for three months. I really don't give a shit. It's my show. Uh, I will. I bring it to you because I think it's interesting. Uh, so if I do, then, you know, listen. Listen to it. Uh, I'm not going to be one of those people that come to you every day with bullshit. I just don't have that kind of time. Uh, I, I don't sit here every day trying to plan a show for tomorrow about the same shit that happened yesterday. Uh, I've been there and I've done that. I've seen, I, I've run news websites where people are writing articles, uh, and and then the next day the articles are forgotten. What you wrote so hard about an article? Anyway, I could talk on about everything forever. Uh, love you all. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, this is Lutz signing out. This has been Crypto Core Radio. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends so they can be among the first to learn about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency advancement in, in the, the new, new digital, digital economy. economy.